Lucas Oil Nationals in Brainerd, Minnesota, wrapped up earlier today. Matt Hagen, your funny car winner here in the Big Nation. And we were talking a little bit about this off, off mic, Hagen, where I thought you'd won four championships. And I would have, first of all, I would have lost that bet. Second of all, I would have bet you've won Brainerd numerous times. What the hell took you so long to finally win Brainerd? Man, you know, some, some tracks show you love and some tracks don't. And, uh, you know, it's like I've been to the finals and we've, we've run well here and different things like that. But, you know, uh, no different than Denver. You know, we uh, we just pulled down a win there for uh, this season. And it was, uh, you know, one of the first times I've ever or the only time I've ever won Denver. And, you know, it's just kind of like, what do we got to do to win these races? And, uh, you know, I guess if you're out here long enough, and I guess I'm kind of getting old enough now and had enough race years behind me that, eventually you end up tagging them all but you know we still got a few out there that i haven't won and you know it's like anything you don't want to leave the sport or do something without trying to win them all but you know you get the as a driver as you get you know more into your career and later it goes you get kind of like these little races that you haven't won and and uh you want to win and then it means even more to you when you do so this one was pretty special for me matt hagan your nhra funny car winner from Brainerd, Minnesota, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And I know Dickie Venables and crew, you guys take copious notes on each track. And then when you head back to that track, you have those notes to refer to. But as a driver, if you're launching in, on, in Brainerd or Sonoma or Pomona, do you drive any differently on those on, on, on those tracks? Or is it just, I'm just going to leave when I need to leave? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think that, like, for us today, the right lane tries to pull you in, you know, out there past 3.30. So as a driver, you have to be very conscious of, you know, what the car is doing, where it's pointed, where it's going, how bad it washes, you know, that, you know, like our, our, our run today in the semis, um, it had really fast shaft and it was up on the tire and the rear end was trying to pass the front end. And, you know, you, you know, those are some things, you know, after you've had some experience with the, with a really fast race car, you kind of like, don't touch it, you know, as, as versus when earlier on in my career, I probably would have yanked on it to try to straighten it up and do different things. And, you know, so some of that kind of stuff, you do drive differently in different situations at different tracks and different things like that. But as far as the starting line goes, man, it's the same old thing all the time, you know, it's just not a think time, it's a reaction time. And, you know, today the starting line worked out really well for me for multiple races. And, uh, you know, we went on a whole shot, you know, and then we end up, um, uh, within the finals with Cruz, I had six hundreds on him on a tree and it just really come down to Cruz was, I think he got caught trying to take, you know, roll it in, get more, get deeper in there. And he got caught with his pants down as the tree was falling as he was trying to get deeper into the, into the pre, or the stage beam. But end of the day, we were, you know, you got to go up there and treat it the same, you know, every time with every race and, uh, you know, just be consistent and be, you know, that, that variable. I'm a, I'm a huge variable for Dickie Venables as my tuner. And if I can take that variable and minimize it, you know, he gets, you know, a bigger window to kind of tune the race car around things that are other things that are happening, like the the track and the, the temperature and the glue and just how much rubber's up there and yada, yada, yada. I mean, all the stuff that goes through their mind before we go up there and make a run. You've mentioned in the past how you pride yourself, Matt Hagan, on having great reaction times. So walk us through your process. You're in the staging lanes. How do you just basically tune everything out and you focus yourself on making that starting line advantage the best it can be? Yeah, I mean, I guess they kind of, they were talking, Jamie Howe was talking about on TV today how my average is around a 70, you know, and, and it's one of those things in a funny car that, you know, to be shallow and to do that kind of stuff, you know, you want to be 40, 50s in the finals, you know, and stuff like that. But sometimes you're rolling it in here and there, but I pride myself on being very shallow. I've won more. I just, so here's the thing is, it's, you know, some of these drivers, 
it's an ego check, right? Like you have force and you have crews and you have a bunch of other drivers that like to roll it in. Tommy Johnson used to be bad about it and different things like that. And it makes your reaction time look great. But at the end of the day, your crew chief and the people that really know, know that you're just swapping ET. You're just robbing Peter to pay Paul out there. And, and, you know, the average fan doesn't realize that or can't calculate that, but us as drivers and us and crew chiefs, they all, all know what you're doing. And, and so, you know, when we roll up there against guys like that, that do that kind of stuff, it makes you want to roll it in because you know they're going to make their numbers look great on reaction time when when you're going to have a, a good reaction time. So as a driver, you have to check your ego. Like you have to say, hey, look, even though this guy's going to roll it in on me and make his look, make it look like he had a phenomenal reaction time, I don't want to give up the ET that we're going to lose to lose lane choice. I've won more races and more championships that I have checking my ego and doing my job on the starting line and not making it look like what you know make it look better and not rob an ET from my crew chief. Uh, you know, and that's, that's what I really learned early on is that, you know, check your ego, don't rob ET from your crew chief, get lane choice and win races. You learned that yourself or did you have a former crew chief or a former crew member tell you that that's the way to do it? No, I mean, I just kind of trial and error. I mean, yeah. you know, when, when he walks away from the, um, you know, the, the starting line up there and turns the knob, it's my car to do what I want with. I mean, if I roll it in, he doesn't say anything, but you know, when you lose lane choice and it's some of these racetracks turn into a one lane racetrack, you know, you end up losing the race and that's a hard pill to swallow because you know that you dove it in or you, you gave up lane choice because you were trying to make your reaction time look better. Um, you know, so I learned that from just, you know, doing it and realizing like, this is not the way to win races because I've won more races having lane choice out here than I have, you know, winning on hole shots and different things like that or making it look like a one on hole shot. So I try really hard not to rob ET from my crew chief and, you know, and I've tried to be consistent and do the same thing every time up there, you know, basically taking care of the clutch backing up. People think you just jump in the car and you just, you know, hit the pedal and it goes to the end and that's it. But there's so much that goes into it as far as timing and taking care of the clutch and backing up and how far, how long you're off on the pedal and the way you stage the car and how much brake you're holding. And just a lot of little things that, you know, people would never even think about up there, but it plays a big part in what our crew chief tunes around. Matt Hagan won the NHRA funny car competition at Brainerd today. Matt, let's go back to when you're racing against Cruz Pedragon or John Force or Tommy Johnson. They're known for deep staging. Is that what you worried about when you went up against them? Sure. I mean, you know, it. you know, so, and you kind of lean on your crew chief because we're like, hey, man, you need to run better than these guys so I don't look like I got beat on a whole shot, you know. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. The numbers, you can swap them and make them look however they are. But, you know, the wind light is the wind light, you know what I mean? And and for me, it's one of those things where when you do run those guys, you know they're going to be playing games up there doing something else. And that's just part of it. I mean, no different than me and Force got into it, I guess, two races ago or something like that, where he double bowled me and, and I, I called him out on it. I was like, Hey dude, cut the shit up there. Like you're better than that. And he didn't like what I had to say. And he, you know, he told me he was John force and he can do anything he wants to over here. And it's his, you know, his racetrack to do what he wants to on race day. And I was like, that's cool, man. But like, you know, at the end of the day, we don't double bulb each other. It's a, it's a respect thing that we have as drivers. And, you know, he didn't. And so I was like, basically you saying you don't have any respect for me. And, and so I'm going to treat you with no respect either. I mean, even though you're a, 16 time world champ and I have a pile of respect for you, but when, you know, if you're going to play games and act, act like that up there, then, you know, I'm not going to like, you know, cater to what you want to do. You know what I mean? But I have in the past because of who he is and what he's done for the sport. But, you know, it was one of those things where 
if it was a rookie, I would have called him out on it, you know, or versus John period, you know what I mean? Just anybody like that. So, you know, people can kind of get up, they get, you know, the internet warriors and the keyboard warriors come out and they're basically want to crucify you on the internet because you say anything negative about John force. But at the end of the day, I called him out on something that we don't typically do as drivers. And, you know, he didn't like to hear that and tough. It's tough. You know what I mean? Whatever. But at the end of the day, you don't own NHRA and this is not your racetrack. So, you know, I, I'll call you out if I want to, you know what I mean? Explain that to the freak nation, Matt Hagan. What's it mean to double bulb a driver, a competitor in the NHRA competition? It just means that, that so we have a cadence of how we come in and stage these cars. Usually it's a pre-stage, pre-stage, and then a stage and a stage. And when you double bulb, you go up there and light both bulbs, you know, and, and or you try to do it, you know, as soon as someone's pre-stage, you do it as fast as you can on your side, you know what I mean, and start the counters. And it's just out of cadence. And, and you know, the way we, we stage these cars is, you know, it's kind of always been, you know, the way it is. And we do it out of respect for each other because the crew chief turns the knob and then he walks away. But what happened was my crew chief hadn't even hardly walked away and John was already in there. So I didn't know if his crew chief was still standing there or what was going on. You know what I mean? And it just kind of, it's, you know, I guess people do that to try to throw you off up there, but in, in honestly it didn't, I mean, I ended up leaving five hundreds on John. So, I mean, he almost won on a whole shot, but we put a cylinder out and lost the round, which people are like, well, you cried because you lost. It wasn't it, the, the starting line had nothing to do with the winning and losing. I mean, we almost won because of the, um, of my starting line advantage, but at the end of the day, it was just one of those things where when you do that up there, I feel like, you know, for me I, and most of our drivers out here are very competent and capable of, of knowing what we're doing up there. So when you do that, it's intentional most of the time, almost 90% of the time. And the reason we talk about that is because we don't do that to each other as drivers, you know? So it's a big deal when it does happen and everybody's like, well, it's in the rules. And yeah, it's in the rules, but we still have a respect for each other that we don't do that to each other. So that's why we talk about it. And it's a big deal. Matt Hagan, let's stay here. Aren't you allowed to do what you want? If you need to jack with their protocol a little bit, aren't you allowed to do that? I, I mean, you're allowed to do whatever you want to up there as far as within the rules, but you know, it's just, it's one of those things that we just don't do that to each other. And it's just, a, it's just a show of disrespect, basically. You know what I mean? When someone double bulbs you and, and almost all drivers, like when John got double bulled by JR, he called JR on it, out on it and didn't like that he got, you know, double bulled by JR. So it's not just me. It's just when it happens to drivers, they, they go over there and they say, Hey, dude, what the hell? You know what I mean? And so when I did it, John didn't like what I had to say. So he, he, he'd come over and poke me in my chest and told me I was, he was John force and he can do anything he wants and threw his stuff down and stomped off. And I was like, man, you, you know, you basically was turned into a 72 year old child up there on the starting line. I mean, up there on the, the big end. Oh, Matt Hagan. As long as you've been coming in here, you've not love been afraid it. to speak your mind. No, nah, man. Why, why should you, you know what I mean? Like what's what it is, what it is, you know, and I've always worn it on my sleeve and respect it, hate it, love me, love to hate me, whatever it may be. I just always call it how it is, man. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think that, um, you know, that we need more, more people out there doing that, you know? And I think that honestly, you know, last, last two weekends, you know, I've had so many people reach out and be like, good for you for stepping up and saying something to John or doing this or that, you know, he does play games and he does do his thing up there and that's fine. But at the end of the day, nobody calls him out on because they feel like they're going to get crucified because it's John Force and, and like I told everybody, I said, I don't care if it's a rookie or if it's John Forrest. I mean, if it's something that I feel like you you did, you know, that, that was trying to be disrespectful, I'm going to call you out on it. 
no, in any sport. Yes, you, you've got to do that. Love him, hate him. Like he said, he's Matt Hagan and he's now a Lucas Oil Nationals winner. <laughs> Check that off the list. What is remaining on your bucket list as far as wins? Well, obviously more championships. And I feel like, uh, you know, I'm in an opportunity right now to hopefully sign a multi-year contract, you know, coming up here in the next few months and, you know, keep moving forward and, and keep honing our craft and doing what we're doing and continuing to be out here and, and representing Mopar and Dodge and SRT. And I think that we, you know, we're really growing the brand and building a, a great relationship with our sponsors. And, you know, I don't, I don't really know what is next, but I just know that, you know, when we, we drag these things up to the start line that I feel like I have a great crew, a great crew chief. And, you know, I'm really proud of my guys for putting a great race car underneath me. And I truly, you know, and, and for me, like when they asked me today, a second round, they were like, man, you won on a whole shot. And I was like, that's because I don't want to be the weak link. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to let those guys down. You want to come back to the trailer and go, man, I'm sorry. That was on me. You know? So I try really hard on my practice tree. I, I focus on what I'm doing up there. And I try to bring my, my, my a game every time I, I, I roll up to the starting line. And I think a lot of drivers know that they, and that's why some of people try to play games and do what they do to try to cut a light, to try to be, to have that advantage. And that's fine. But it's just one of those things where it just I just lose respect for that. That's all. Matt Hagen, your winner for Brainerd, Lucas Oil Nationals, buddy. Let's uh let's do it again. All right. Yeah, for sure, man. We got to if we're gonna pay the bills. Thank you, Matt. All right, thank you, guys.